big fat money goals. <laughs> so maybe you've got this feeling like you really want to set this particular money goal. Maybe it just won't quite leave you alone. And yet, when you think about setting this money goal and committing to it, you feel a bit uncomfortable and uneasy and all kinds of things start popping up about why you shouldn't really, why you can't, why you don't know how. And you think to yourself, maybe I just won't bother. But then there it is again, that money goal, back again, demanding your attention. It just won't quite go away. If you're feeling stuck in this loop and you're really ready to commit to and then hit that big money goal, but you need some help, I'm here for you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to tell you how to commit to and hit that big money goal of yours. Let's do it. Let's go to the show. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast, bringing you strategy, mindset, and a dash of woo. If you want to learn how you can balance motherhood and money-making beautifully, if you want to learn the strategy, mindset, and manifestation tips you need to do more of what lights you up, attract more ideal clients, make more money, and enjoy more time freedom, if you want to create this vision of success because you are a mother, not in spite of it, then you are in the right place, my love. I'm your host, success coach, business mentor, mother, and tea drinker, Corey Javid. So join me while we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, Limitless Mothers. Welcome back to the show. You are here with me, Cory Javid of CoryJavid.com. And just in case you're new around here, I help mothers with online businesses grow their income, not their hours. So how the devil are you? Are you having a lovely Easter break if you are on Easter break? If you're not, I hope you're having a lovely time regardless. I've been enjoying my business extra this week. I always say that, I think, when it's the school holidays. I think I just really appreciate they don't feel that same kind of fraught energy that I did when I was in the corporate space, that I feel like I've got this business and motherhood balance nailed most of the time, not all the time, not claiming to be perfect, but most of the time. And it just feels really fun blending motherhood and business together for me. So I've just been really enjoying the Easter break. I've had lots of time off over the last week and a half already with my daughter. It's been super fun, been throwing ourselves into all kinds of Easter activities and enjoying the sunshine, which is, you know, pretty rare here in the UK. So it's been wonderful. So before we dig into today's episode, it's time for review of the month. I'm a little bit tardy with this this month. So let's get to it. So this review comes from the Naked Midwives in the UK. And it says, thank you, five stars. I recently met Corrie at the Bournemouth Mumpreneur Day and loved her no-nonsense positive attitude from the get-go. These podcasts are motivating, inspiring and empowering. I am limitless. I just love that review so much because you're feeling limitless. That makes me all kinds of happy. Well, good news, The Naked Midwives, because you won yourself a free coaching call with me. Send me an email to support at corriejavid.com and let's get you booked in. If you would like your chance to win a free success coaching call with me, go and leave me a review on iTunes and next month it could be your name I'm reading out here. We're going to be talking about big, fat, juicy money goals today, how to commit to them, how to hit them. So before I forget, 
If you want some help setting and achieving those goals, you can head over and grab the financial goal setting template for yourself at corriejavid.com forward slash shop. And if you want some one-to-one support with mindset and strategy, you need to make those big goals a reality faster, then check out corriejavid.com forward slash work with me. So this episode was inspired by a post from one of the lovely members of my private Facebook group, Limitless Mothers. This group member and listener of the show, asked a question about a big money goal that she's set, but she's feeling some discomfort around her money mindset when she thinks about this goal. And I have a lot of experience with that. So I thought we could tackle this today. So many of my private coaching clients come to me because they want more, more clients, more money, more time freedom, to make more of an impact, to leave more of a legacy. But the thing with wanting more, and in this listener's case, more money to the tune of 10k a month, is that it often causes all kinds of limiting beliefs to pop up. You see, setting a big money goal can be quite triggering or provoking. It brings to the surface all of those money mindset blocks that might have been lurking there behind the scenes, like loitering and dwelling in the dark corners of your mind. And you can start telling yourself all kinds of things about this money goal and about how it isn't possible, how you shouldn't even go for it. And it would be wrong or greedy to go after it. You can end up feeling guilty that you even want that amount of money. And yes, that old enemy of ours, mama guilt, she can rear her ugly head telling us that we should just be grateful for what we do have because we have healthy, beautiful children. And so how dare we want to do anything other than be mothers to those wonderful creatures, which is, of course, I'm saying this like tongue in cheek, but we all know that we have those irrational gremlins that try to stop us and that we have to deal with from time to time, right? And what's the problem with all of this negative mental chatter? Well, it can easily make you feel like it's not going to be possible or it's too scary or you don't know how to do it anyway. Maybe I just won't bother. (laughs) But that doesn't actually make you happy the not bothering, does it? Because if you're anything like me or my private clients or the lady in the group that posted this question, that goal just won't go away, will it? (laughs) It's kind of like a toddler determined to get your attention, or maybe any child determined to get your attention, tapping you with increasing frequency and force on the shoulder saying, mummy, 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 (laughs) mummy, increasing volumes, right? Yeah, we've all been there many times. So that's what this goal can kind of be like sometimes. It's something that kind of tugs at your attention and just won't go away. But if you're not careful, What can happen is you can get caught in this kind of loop. You can get caught in the, I want this goal. I can't or shouldn't or don't know how to get that goal. I won't set the goal. But wait, that goal was kind of cool. Maybe I do want this goal. And so on and so forth, round and repeat and repeat and around again. And over time, the thing with that sort of a loop is that it can erode your confidence in yourself because what's happening is you're saying that you want to do something, but you're not doing it or not taking action on it. And so you're telling yourself through self-signaling that you're failing at going for it. And that feeling of failing at going for the goal can, like I said, reduce your confidence in yourself. So it can actually be quite harmful getting stuck in this loop. So 
I say, let's end this. Let's all dare to go after our big, bold goals and dreams. If you listened to the last episode, you know that I have one really big, kind of scary, but super exciting goal that I'm going after. So join me. Join me with your big goals and dreams and visions. And let's stop letting those fear gremlins in our minds get the better of us, shall we? Because we are, in fact, I think, so much happier when we're in the pursuit of something that lights us up. For me, the pursuit is where the pleasure's at. I know that when I get to that one million pounds, when the last ten pounds, one pound, one thousand pounds, whatever the last chunk of money is that rolls over the line into my Stripe account that gets me to the one million pounds figure, yes, I'm going to be celebrating. Yes, it will be amazing. There'll be squealing and dancing and the the drinking of the champagne. All that's going to happen. But I also know that the pure joy that came before that in the anticipation, the pursuit and the growth that made that happen, that's kind of where it's at for me. So it's just as fun if you allow yourself. It's just as fun to go after the big shiny goal and vision as it is arriving there. It's kind of like Christmas or a holiday. (laughs) I love the anticipation and the planning and the packing and all those things that lead into, say, a holiday almost as much and occasionally more. Well, probably not more because I Bloomin' love a holiday, but almost as much as the thing itself who's with me on that. And so certainly that can be true of Christmas sometimes, right? So here's the crux of today's show. You need to commit to that goal if you're going to make it happen. But your mindset is likely the thing in the way. So let's fix that mindset so you can get out of your own way and start skipping along the path to success. Sound good? amazing. So I want to tell you a story because stories help illustrate these things, right? I was thinking about this beforehand and I was thinking, let me share a story to really help drive this point home. And guess what I realized? Every time I've up-leveled my finances, I had up-leveled my mindset first. Every single damn time. And guess what else? Every time one of my private coaching clients has up-leveled her finances, her financial reality, she's hit a big money goal and she's made it rain the cash. What did she and I do together first? Yep, we worked on her money mindset. We got her thinking into alignment with where she wanted to be, not where she was at at the time. Every single blooming time. I don't think we can ignore that evidence, do you? (laughs) So are you with me on this? Are you with me that the mindset is the key? So I'm going to pick one of those times and share it with you today. So October last year was when I hit my first five-figure month in my business. And to be precise, Cory Javid Limited received £11,381 in cash. I went and checked that amount for you. You're welcome. Uh, I can't remember what that is in dollars, 15000 something like that. Um, so that's not sales that would eventually amount to 11000 blah 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 but actually cash received. So here's what happened prior to that, though, because I think that's the almost more interesting point, don't you? Like what happened ahead of time? Well, sometime in the summer, I can't recall exactly when. I could probably go through all my journal entries and find out for you because I document this kind of stuff, but I haven't done that. (laughs) It's the Easter holidays. I don't have a huge amount of time for that kind of thing. Um, 
But sometime in the summer, I decided to get more serious about hitting my first 10k month. And as someone aiming at that six figure um, a year mark, uh, obviously 10k a month will more than get you there. So it felt like a really good goal. Um, And I started journaling around that amount. I started planning, setting intentions around that amount, what I was going to do with it, how I was going to spend it. I started practicing gratitude for that amount before it was real. I started making plans for that money. I started anticipating that money. I started becoming a vibrational match for that money. And you know, I planned out and visualized the hell out of my intended celebrations. If you know me at all, you know that celebrating is mandatory on my watch. I've pretty much trained all of my private coaching clients at this point to know that as soon as they jump into Basecamp, by the way, Basecamp is the tool that we use to communicate between calls. So as soon as they jump in there to tell me of some kind of win or thing that they're celebrating, they know they'd better have an answer planned for me when I'm like, and what specifically are you going to be doing to celebrate? So they can back that up straight away (laughs) because they know it's the first question that I ask. So there I was in the summer doing all this mindset work, really starting to believe that this goal of 10k a month was in my sights this was possible for me. August rolled around and mindset wise, I was on fire. I was just feeling really great in August. Might have something to do with the fact that I took half the month off and spent a considerable chunk of my time floating in a private pool in in France. (laughs) These things help, right? But the point was, is I'd done a ton of mindset work. I'm not suggesting that a holiday is going to solve any mindset issues here. Um, Unless you're looking for that permission, in which case use that and go ahead. But I was feeling really connected with my vision, really certain of my ability to create abundance and importantly, relaxed about the whole money making thing. So I'd taken half the of August off and as you've probably heard me say before, I celebrated my biggest cash month to date at that point. But important note, still not that close to the 10k mark. Then towards the end of August, something changed, I started having a bit of a mindset wobble. As the prospect of making 10k looked more likely, all kinds of limiting beliefs started popping up. Some of my old lack and scarcity mindset started to creep back in, things that I thought I'd really cleared out, but came back in a kind of new form. That can happen sometimes. Hey, I'm human. The result of all this? September was one of my worst cash months last year. So do you see the correlation there? When I was floating on cloud nine in August, great cash month, wobbling all over the place, having doubts in September, terrible cash month. (laughs) So partway through September, I could see what was happening. And I could see how my mindset was negatively impacting my bottom line. And so I had two choices, I think, at that point. And I think we always have two choices in this kind of instance. I could see this, what was happening around me, this terrible cash month so far, as proof that my fears were in fact true, were valid. I could throw my hands up in the air and say, well, see, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to happen. I could feel generally crap about myself and my money-making abilities. And that was one option. The other option was that I could reconnect and recommit to my money-making goal to the 10K month, despite, and this is the tricky thing for us sometimes, despite having proof, zero proof, that it was going to happen. 
despite never having made that amount of money in my life in a month before that point. So I decided to go with option two. I decided to ignore the evidence at hand and lock my sights on that goal and believe in that goal no matter what. I took each and every one of my limiting beliefs that were presenting at that time and broke them down and worked through them. Obviously, with my coach's help, you all know I have a coach. I always say you can't coach yourself. Things like this can be trickier to do alone as well. And I recommitted to my money mindset practice. I kind of doubled down my efforts there and created uh, a new guided manifestation meditation at that point. By the way, if you want to steal my template from that exact meditation, you can actually do that. Did you know that? It's over at um, corriejavid.com forward slash shop. It's the guided manifestation meditation template. So I did all the things I knew to do with my energy, so with my mindset and my energy. So please note, this is important here, public service announcement. I did not change my strategy and start throwing strategy spaghetti at the walls and see to see what sticks. And that's a pitfall I see so many people fall into, especially if you don't have a coach or a really great mentor there to call you out on this pattern of behavior that is so easy for us to find ourselves in. It's easy to see your circumstances as evidence that your plan isn't working or evidence that you're just crap at what you're doing and neither is likely to be true. I know the latter is definitely not true. You're not crap. You're amazing. Um, And it's often not the case that your strategy is not working. It's more often than not your mindset. It's kind of like wanting to change the tires on a car that's not going anywhere when actually all that's happened is you've run out of petrol. (laughs) Do you see the distinction there? So anyway, I did all this mindset work. I got really real about refocusing on recommitting to that 10k a month goal in the face of this adversity, in the face of this really crappy cash month that September turned out to be. And voila, or should I say boom, because I think it has more impact, (laughs) my biggest cash month of the year, the £11,831. Now, can I promise you that you'd make precisely £11,381 if you work on your mindset? No, I can't make any claims or promises like that. (laughs) But I can promise you that your mindset is the main thing standing between you and that goal you're maybe afraid to commit to. Committing to it, recommitting to it if you've had a wobble like I did, and committing to the mindset work to get you there, that is going to be the thing that will enable you to hit any goal that you set your sights on at a fundamental level. So, I'd love you to think about whether or not you've been doing the mindset work that you need to do to actually commit to or recommit to that goal. And while we're on the topic, remember, if you want my support with any of this, with setting and hitting and surpassing big money goals, that's what I do, then head over to corriejavid.com forward slash work with me to find out more and book a free discovery call so we can chat. Okay, so let me break this down into some practical things here to help you out because you know I like to give you some practical advice, right? Let's talk about some of the feelings that might be bubbling up and preventing you from actually committing or recommitting if you need to and hitting that big money goal because until you've committed, it ain't going to happen, my lovely. 
because if you're not all in, you're not in. (laughs) And so let's talk about some of the feelings that might be bubbling up and what you can do about them. Very usefully, the wonderful lady inside my group that posted this as a question laid out some of the things that she was feeling. So I'm going to kind of rephrase some of them, use some of them here for you, because I know that so many of you will be resonating with these feelings when you're thinking about your big money goal. Okay, so first of all, the first thing that can come up is a general feeling of like discomfort and uneasiness. Now, I would say that this is a sign. This is a big kind of red flashing light that there's something that you need to do to dig deeper, to find out what's underneath that. What are the fears? What is your old programming trying to tell you about why this should feel uncomfortable? Why this can't just be an, of course, of course, I'm going to make 10K a month in this example. Okay, the second thing that might be happening is that you might be worried about this amount being too much or excessive or just a little bit unseemly. Like that was something that I had to work through, especially with my million pound goal. You know, who needs million pounds? Nobody. And it could seem flashy or excessive or too much. If those are thoughts that are coming up for you, then I'd urge you to examine them and think about them and think about whether that's serving you, believing that. And think about whether it's ultimately true because remember, a belief is just a thought that you keep thinking. So if you think that 10K a month is an excessive amount, it's only because somewhere along the way you've picked that up as a thought and it's embedded itself in your subconscious rather unhelpfully but it doesn't actually have to be true right because who gets to decide what's excessive and what's not and 10k a month might seem excessive to you right now but let's fast forward and say you're making millions well then 10k a month might seem (laughs) rather small by comparison my point is that money and what is excessive and isn't is completely up to you to define. There is no set guidelines. There's no quotas. There's no one out there judging you and deciding, hmm, that's excessive. We need to do something about this person. She's got too much money. It just isn't happening, right? There's no kind of like power above looking at you and judging you for wanting that amount of money. At least that's what I believe anyway. And so, If you're feeling a tug or a pull to be making a certain amount of money, and on the other hand, you're feeling like that's an excessive amount of money, what you've got there is a conflict between your what I think your inner being, I think your inner being, the true you is the one that wants this thing and desires this thing because your inner being wants only amazing things for you and sees nothing but limitless potential for you. And your negative programming negative money stories, those limiting beliefs are on the other side, kind of tugging against it and saying, no, that's too much. You can't have that much. That's too much. That would be unseemly. (laughs) So what you can do is have a dig into where did you pick up that idea that that this particular amount is too much? Is it just because you haven't ever seen anybody uh, that you know of make that amount of money before? Is it because somewhere along the way somebody told you that having too much money was a bad thing? See if you can get to the root of where that came from. And and I'm going to give you some tips in a minute of what we can do with all these things to dismantle them. But Really, I would just challenge you on the idea that any amount is excessive. No amount is excessive. Like, why not have 
oodles of money because here's the thing about money. Money to me is really just energy. It comes and it goes, it ebbs and flows. Hey, I did a lot of rhyme there unintentionally. But you can use it for good, you can use it for evil. It's kind of an amplifier. Basically, if you are a good person, having more money is going to make you, you know, be able to do more good things with that money. If you're an evil person, and I'm doubting that you are, I don't seem to attract too many evil people, <laughs> then yeah, you might use your money for evil. But if you know you're not an evil person, then you shouldn't be worrying about that, right? And the idea of excess is really comes down to how comfortable you can feel with receiving and having. And that discomfort, uh, if you're feeling discomfort, will be linked to a negative belief about having money that you need to pinpoint and work through. Okay, the other thing is that you might tell yourself that, and this kind of relates to the idea of being excessive, that you don't need that amount of money. Well, of course, over a certain amount, none of us need like loads of money. But does that mean that we shouldn't? have lots of money? Like, why not? Because really, money, to me, presents opportunity. We can use that money in all manner of ways, but it presents an opportunity for us to do things. It presents us with an opportunity to, in some cases, buy some more freedom, buy some more time by being able to get the support or help that we need in our lives and our businesses to free up our time to do more of the things that we enjoy. So it can present us the opportunity for freedom. It can present us with the opportunity to make a bigger impact if you want to leave a legacy or create a big impact on some, in some way on the world or your community or just the people more immediately around you. Money can be the thing that helps you do that. Money can give you those opportunities to do that. So, okay, you might not need that amount of money, but wouldn't it be fun to have that amount of money? Is there anything wrong with wanting to have fun? Is there anything wrong with wanting to have more freedom or wanting to make more of an impact? So telling yourself that you don't need that amount of money is kind of irrelevant. <laughs> so I'd love you to have a think about and challenge your ideas about how much money you need. And, you know, isn't it okay to have something just because you desire it, because maybe that's something that's actually kind of triggering for you, is allowing yourself to receive something just because it makes you happy, just because it seems fun to do that thing. Have a think about what this money is actually for, what you think that you're going to do or be or have when you have this money, and then ask yourself if there's any problem with wanting that thing, because you, you know, don't necessarily need it. None of us need really very much, but actually we want more, right? So have a think about what you're planning to do with that money and then start challenging those beliefs about it not being okay to have more than you quote unquote need. This is making sense. Uh, and then the other thing that comes up so often is worries about other people's perception of us when we make that money. And that can come in a, in a number of different ways. Maybe your family, maybe your friends or other people that are close to you have very vocal opinions about money and rich people and how having money is wrong or greedy. And so maybe that is a worry for you that if you start making lots of money, it's going to upset or provoke or trigger those people. And they're going to be kind of questioning you for how dare you have that amount of money. The other thing is a fear of basically not fitting in. All of this comes from, I believe, I'm not a psychologist, but I believe I read this somewhere, I read a lot on this kind of topic, um, 
comes from our kind of caveman desire to fit in. Now I'm really mixing my (laughs) timelines here. Well, comes from a time when we used to be sort of nomadic tribes that moved around in packs. And if you were kicked out of the tribe, well, guess what happened? You know, you starved and died on your own. Like people were really reliant on the tribe. The tribe was the thing that kept the tribe thriving, right? You needed to be part of a tribe. And so part of our worries around acceptance and people pleasing comes from that kind of desire on some kind of, um, I'm trying to think of the word archaic, that's not the word, you know what I mean, level to fit in with the tribe and not to be booted out of the tribe. And, you know, I'm going to be really real with you. If you start earning a boatload of money, on a regular basis, yeah, some people in your life might be triggered by that. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it, right? No amount of you being unhappy is going to make them happy. (laughs) It's a kind of a a really silly thing to um, use to hold ourselves back. And yet we still do it because we don't really think about it rationally. It's just there and we don't look at it. That's why it's helpful to do the mindset work of looking at, really looking at square in the eyes, these limiting beliefs and saying, hang on a minute though, if I'm not doing this because of this belief, but that's holding me back. And then here's the wider consequence of that for me. And here's when I missing out on as a result is that really worth it very often it's the case that no it's not worth it and that belief isn't serving you and then when you realize that that belief isn't serving you then you can do something about it to remove it and replace it with something that's more supportive and more empowering right so the same is true about people and the impact that our being wealthy or abundant or earning more than we are now might impact the people around us. That Yes, some people might be triggered. I'm not going to sugarcoat that for you. I'm not going to tell you that that is never going to happen. It could happen, but that says more about that person and their money story than anything else. And are you going to stay poor or in a state of scarcity or lack just to please that person and their kind of limited beliefs about money? I don't think that sounds like fun. (laughs) And you know what? I'm not going to go into this a ton because this could be a whole podcast episode in itself. But something that I've certainly noticed in my own life and something that I've seen play out with my private coaching clients is that when we work on ourselves, when we work on raising our vibrational frequency, and that's kind of what we're talking about today, right? Um, Becoming a vibrational match for more money, but also just more abundance, more joy, more happiness, all good things, that our energy becomes infectious. And without even talking about the fact that we've been doing this work, even without talking about our results, it can have a really positive impact, I believe, or I've seen uh, on the people around us. So often, my private coaching clients will report back to me that since digging into her own money mindset and really shifting some of those old negative beliefs that weren't supporting her without even maybe talking to her husband about it his money mindset is actually shifting and changing and his financial reality is changing too or the same can be true with friends or close relatives so it's an amazing and beautiful thing so actually if you're telling yourself that i can't go after this big money goal because I might stand out from the crowd, it might upset or annoy people around me. Have a think about the flip side. Well, if I do this, uh, I don't actually have to tell all the people if I don't want to tell them. It's up to you who you tell, right? You can hold that information back from people who you think are going to be triggered by it. They don't necessarily need to know. 
But just by showing up in a different way, just by having a different relationship with money and vibrating at a higher frequency, you can actually bring a lot of people along with you without even having a conversation about it. It kind of all happens at an energetic level, which I think is a beautiful thing. And now the other thing is that on the people topic is, yeah, it, it can also, you know, let's just talk about if we all just go and get really hella rich for, you know, for a minute, let's just talk about the fact that Sometimes that means that we want to be doing things that we can afford to do now and our friends can't afford to do those things too. Yep, that's a real thing that can happen. I'm not going to sugarcoat that one either. But again, is that worth staying behind for? It doesn't mean you can't be friends with those people and still do the things that you were always doing together before and hanging out in those ways. But it might mean that you want some additional people to hang out with who have a different um, financial situation as well if you're looking for people to do those things with. And you'll probably just naturally meet those people along the way. But what I would say is that if you're looking to upgrade your money mindset, then hanging out places that make you feel more abundant, hanging out with people that make you feel more abundant is definitely going to help. It's definitely going to impact your vibration around money. So I've definitely seen that in my own life and in my clients' lives. And it's one of the reasons that I started paying my coach in the first instances is that I didn't know personally at that time anyone who was making really great money themselves in their business. Like my friends are all employed and some of them make great money being employed, but I didn't know many business owners at all personally. And I couldn't like hang around with and immerse myself in the higher vibrational energy of somebody who was making really great money in their business. So that's one of the reasons why genuinely I employ and still employ my coach because she's always ahead of me at this point, right? So as she rises up, I kind of rise up with her. And I feel like that happens with my clients too. And that's, like I said, with the million pound money goal, that's one of the reasons why I'm going for that is because as I move my expectations, my frequency up to match that amount of money, I can bring my clients up with me. It's an amazing thing. It's like all swimming up to the surface together. Okay, so Let's break this down into a few quick steps for you just to recap what we've just been talking about, about working through these mindset beliefs and blocks that could be standing between you and committing to this big money goal. Because really the success or failure of you hitting your money goal, yes, you're going to need a strategy and a plan, but so much of it of what you do, so much of the action that you take, how you show up for this goal and whether or not you will pull it off comes down to and hinges on your money mindset. So first of all, recognize what's happening. Recognize that your brain is just reverting to old conditioning, old patterns of thinking. It's trying to keep you safe. And in doing so, though, it's keeping you stuck. So honor it for its attempt to keep you safe. Say, thanks, brain. Appreciate what you're trying to do there. But I see that this isn't serving me. Okay, so get really clear on what those fears are that are bubbling up. Look them square in the eyes so that you can do something about them. See if you can reframe any of them. Ask yourself things like, is this strictly true? What else could be true? What would be a more supportive or empowering belief that I could change this out for? Okay, and then use 
different techniques, whatever works for you to reprogram your money mindset and get on board with and commit to that big money goal. You could use journaling, affirmations, you could use a guided meditation like I have. Again, if you want my template, if you want to just shortcut your way there, go ahead. Um, That's at corriejavid.com forward slash shop, the guided manifestation meditation template. And the other thing that you can do is surround yourself with positive influences. So people that make you feel abundant or upbeat, places or objects, whatever it is that makes you feel in that feeling of abundance is only going to help you raise your frequency and keep your mindset on point. So a couple of things that I do, like I already just mentioned that this is one of the reasons why I employ my um, coach, but um, another thing that I do is, <laughs> you've probably heard me talk about this before, I go to the gym in the really expensive part of town, which means that I have to drive past huge multi-million pound homes to get there. That makes me feel positive and abundant. I like looking at homes. I really like houses. It's one of my things. Inside the gym, there's quite a lot of quite wealthy people there. I like just being in their general in the mix there with them. We don't talk about money necessarily in the gym, but it's just one of those things that I use as a kind of environmental cue to make me feel more abundant. Um, Other things that I do are I listen to podcasts of people who are earning considerably more money, money than me because that's one way of hanging out in their vibration. I go to business retreats run by people making considerably more money than me. So I can hang out with them and it becomes the norm, basically. That's what you want. You want the idea of earning whatever is your big goal to feel normal to you and not so scary and inaccessible because for some people, it is normal. For some people, our biggest goals, you and I, are real small fries, small potatoes. So go and find some people that 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 would be really normal to and see if you can hang out somehow in their presence even if you can't meet them personally consume their things or um, hang out where they're hanging out go and you know become a member of the yacht club even if you don't have a yacht whatever you need to do whatever feels abundant to you and then lastly just commit just decide go all in if you're not 100% in you're not in my love you need to go all in I don't think it's my opinion that you'll ever regret going all in on a big dream or goal or vision. But I do think you will regret holding back or delaying it or putting it off. So that's just my take on it. But only you can decide if you're going to just go in and commit. Okay, let's get to today's dash of woo. I want to talk more. We've already been talking about it quite a bit about the vibration of money. So I think that money has a vibrational frequency. I think that a certain level of abundance or wealth has a vibrational frequency. So what I want you to do is to tap into the vibrational frequency of the money goal that you're going to commit to. I'd love you to close your eyes, find somewhere where you've got five or 10 minutes, you know, we're mums, we don't, we don't have hours that we can be closing our eyes and contemplating something uninterrupted, but find some time, make some time, five minutes, 10 minutes, close your eyes and connect to, if this were already true for me, if I already was regularly earning this amount of money, whatever the amount of money is, that is your goal. How would I feel? How would I act? What would I do? What actions would I take? How would I show up in my life? How would I show up in my business? 
How would I make decisions differently? Feel into that feeling of it already being true. Feel the gratitude for that already being true. Think about why you really want that money because you want it for a reason, right? Just having pounds in the bank or in your Stripe account, seeing a sign on paper, it's not actually (laughs) that motivating. So you want that money for a reason, right? It means something to you. It means perhaps time freedom. Maybe it means travel, more time with your family. Maybe it means security. Maybe it means more health and well-being. What does it mean to you? Zero in on that and feel the vibration of that being true now. Feel grateful for that being true now. And you're tuning yourself into and aligning to the vibrational frequency of earning that amount of money. Now, the more often you can practice that dash of woo, my lovely, guess what? It's going to really help everything that I've been telling you today just take off with a big bang. Before I go, thank you for listening to today's show. I always appreciate you hanging out with me here. (laughs) I feel like you're here with me in my blanket fort. (laughs) I've just been thinking, as we're getting into summer, I might have to think of a different soundproofing solution because Blanket Fort's getting kind of warm today. I'm not going to lie to you. So I appreciate you listening to today's show. All the show notes with the links to anything that I've been mentioning can be found at corriejavid.com forward slash podcast forward slash commit. If you're serious about committing to hitting and even surpassing your big money goals, then we should talk because you know it's my job to help you do that, right? <laughs> like I mentioned earlier this week, I'm now accepting clients for the very small number of spaces that I have coming up over the next quarter. And some of you have been getting in there quick and booking your discovery calls already, which is amazing. And if you haven't and you'd love the chance to nab one of those spaces for yourself, then go to corriejavid.com forward slash work with me and book your free call. I can ask you a few questions to see if I think would be a good fit. And you can ask me some questions too and we can take it from there. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you so much. If you've enjoyed listening to today's show, make sure you subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher so you don't miss out on any episodes. It would make my day, possibly even my week, if you could spare a minute and leave a review over on iTunes. And because I value your time so much, each month, one lucky reviewer will win a free success coaching call with yours truly. So if you'd love for us to pinpoint and then work through that one thing that's currently standing between where you are now and where you want to be, then definitely leave a review for your chance to win. Until next time, remember, you are limitless.